Everyone's going to be talking about the Steelers' offensive needs in the NFL draft. Center, offensive tackle, quarterback, wide receiver, wherever. The Steelers do need help there, but they also do need help at the linebacker position. So we're going to talk about not just the need there, who they need next to Devin Bush, uh, maybe even someday replacing Devin Bush if that's how if that's what you truly feel about the defense, but how can they do that in the NFL draft? This draft class is loaded with talent, and joining me today to talk about it will be Arthur Motes, former Steelers linebacker himself, giving me his outlook on the Steelers' position right now, what the what the draft class looks like, and of course, we'll talk about this week's Mock Draft Monday winner right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things to the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel to get all of our daily content Monday through Friday, for free. As always, we thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. And you know, BetOnline always has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Go to BetOnline.net where the game starts. Joining me today is our buddy, our friend, former Steeler himself, Arthur Motes. Don't cross the Motes, the body. 52, <laughs> as known on Twitter. You hear him on Steeler Nation Radio. You see him everywhere. Motes, how you doing, man? Man, I am feeling good. I'm out here, you know, enjoying the off season, spend a little time of self-care, you know, out here on the West Coast, go. getting more enlightened and in tune with myself. But you know I had to take time to hop on with my guy, my brother <laughs> over here. Come on now, man. We talking Steelers football as well. Come on, I could have missed this opportunity, baby. Yes, sir. I, I love it. I, I am jealous that you're wearing a T-shirt and I need a sweater in my own house, you know, but – but we good. We good. I'm glad you well, well, I, I just I just laugh. I laugh because you know I'm accustomed to the Pittsburgh weather. Yes. So, you know, I come out here and I'm hot. I'm sweating. It's 40 degrees and they're out here, you know, Ugg boots, skull caps. I mean, it's it was it was 55 the other day, and they were like, Oh my god, it's so cold. I'm like, oh, right now? <laughs> this is my happy zone. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm glad I don't have to sweat today. <laughs> Oh, man. I feel I feel you, but yeah. so I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. But I want to I want to get to this linebacker talk because, yeah. and I've talked about it before. I'm not one who thinks that Devin Bush is done and finished in the NFL. Right. Um. I, first, before we get into the NFL draft class, what mm. is your position on where he is? The Steelers have to make a tough decision, and may not be yeah. a tough decision about his fifth year option coming up. Mm. One, do you think they should give it to him? Two. What do you see? How what kind of chances do you put on him getting back to being the linebacker he was before his ACL injury? Yeah. So um, in terms of where I stand with Devin, um, I do think that he still has a lot of work to grow to just become a more consistent player in the NFL. Because when we think about Devin, right, we always go back to what his rookie year and we talk about how he did some promising things. But we still felt like he was very incomplete and inconsistent right. during that time. And obviously his second year got cut short, but then this past season, it was a mixed bag, right? At times we questioned, was it the ACL? Was it his desire? Was it film study? Was it just ability? We just didn't really know because it was a mixed bag. But with that, I still feel like he has all the foundation tools that you need to be a great linebacker in this league. And the reason why I still feel more optimistic about him is because of a guy like Brian Flores being into the building now. 
we know what Brian Flores uh, did down in Miami and with, I think, far less talent if we're talking about athletic ability, not from a productivity perspective, because I do think he had productive players in Miami, but they weren't athletically as gifted as mm. a Devin Bush. So my question to myself is, can Brian Flores get that talent out of him? Can he get that talent to materialize and become the productivity that we want it to be? And for me, I think it's worth waiting. I think it's worth giving him this year to figure that out. I want to pick up his fifth year option because I personally think that tag is a little Agreed. bit too high and I don't yeah. think he's earned that just yet. But I do think that man, when we talk about him recovering from a knee injury, when we talk about the D line that was in front of him, when we talk about his coach's wife passing away in the season, yeah. those are variables that could impact his play now i don't want to make them as excuses but right. they are they they do give context to his performance right and that's the part for me where i say to myself like i would be interested in seeing him this year but it would be a hard stance though and i'm not even saying that you don't draft a linebacker either because whether you bring joe showbert back on a restructured deal or you you know you tear his contract up you bite the one uh, i think it's the 1.8 million dead cap and then mm -hmm. you get him to a different type of deal that's more team friendly I still want to bring in more talent because I say to myself from personal experiences, what do I feel or what have I seen get the best out of players? And it's typically been legitimate competition. And that's something that Devin really hasn't had to realize just yet. Robert Splane, he's never felt threatened by Robert Splane until probably the right. end of last season. Buddy Johnson, a four-front pick, it doesn't hit Not the same. Threat. He's never had anybody to really push him. Even mm -hmm. when we brought in Joe Schobert, it wasn't, hey, Joe Schobert's here to take over for you. It was Joe Schobert is here to help you. Right. So I would love to see them still going to address that inside linebacker room because regardless of if Devin is the starter or not, you still need more depth. Because as we saw last year, if anybody goes down or somebody's not playing well, who do you turn to? Right. And that's the part for me where I just think that you still keep Devin, but I would still like to bring somebody in to just push him, whether it's a rookie or a veteran free agent signing, because we do have – a ton of cap space this year which is like a rarity for us around here so we're right. all going crazy like hey spin 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 <laughs> <laughs> but a ps5 like said, uh. you know but, but i do think that those are some things that would help devin and that's ultimately why for me i still feel like i want to see devin here a little bit longer just at least for this season I'm, I'm with you there, and I'm with you also with you on the, on the fifth year option. It's tough to gamble on that right now with with mm -hmm. what it is, and because that fifth year option, you're going to need money that next year if you yeah. want to if you want to keep things going. If you if you make the moves this year to make things work, I, I I agree with you also about you know going outside the organization, maybe getting a free agent at linebacker. You know Dante Hightower, free mm -hmm. agent, the guy that you could mm -hmm. look at. He knows Brian yeah. Flores. That just mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I had we I talked with Wes about this weeks ago about mm -hmm. the idea of what if the Jaguars are are trying to trade assets because they're not mm -hmm. good right now and they want to yep. give up Miles Jack and if you could get Miles Jack you pair mm -hmm. him with Devin Bush you're talking a whole different linebacker pair but yeah that being aside I want to talk about this NFL draft class and where you yeah. rank the you know not just the players as far as who they are but the right. value and the importance of where the Steelers should make their mark in picking this mm -hmm. NFL draft class. We'll do that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Built Bars. The time of the year when people start to give up on the New Year's resolutions, but not this year. You're going to stick to your resolution. Why? 
because you're going to eat built bars. Built bars don't do it by itself, but they're the protein bars that are healthy for you, and you're going to actually enjoy eating them. If you try the new Puffs flavors, you're, if you haven't, you, you're missing out. But if you try the new Puffs flavors, they're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and so many others that are very, very good. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the Puffs, and they're low in calorie but high in protein. When you look at a Built Bar, it's 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and just and it packs 17 grams of protein. But the average candy bar compared to that, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. That's a ton of extra things to add it on, and you're saving, you're getting rid of that by eating a Built Bar and enjoying it while you do it. And there's so many flavors to choose from, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. Go to Built.com right now, and you'll find your favorite flavor of Built Bars that you can get delivered right to your door. But when you go to Built.com, be sure to order using the promo code LOCK15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Locked 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bars when you visit Built.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with our friend, our guy, Arthur Motes, former Steeler, current guy on Steeler Nation Radio. He's everywhere. The body, as everyone, <laughs> as, as, as he is known. But Arthur, let's let's talk about um, this linebacker class. So a lot of people are really excited about the opportunity to add to the linebacker room. I once did a, an mm-hmm. episode uh, weeks ago, maybe even a month ago now, talking about I think that the Steelers, it would behoove them to at least add Devin Bush's partner rather than right. his replacement. But there's also the chance that whoever you draft as his partner could be his replacement mm-hmm. eventually. And there are two guys at the top of the list that I think clearly stand out above, above everyone else. And I, I let me know if, if, if I'm crazy, but Devin Lloyd from Utah, dude, dude has it all. He's 6'3, 235. He runs well. Mm-hmm. We'll see him at the combine. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. And the Kobe Dean of Georgia. I want to get your thoughts on those two, or if there's another guy that should be in that group or ahead of those guys. But I look at Devin Lloyd as the full package, whereas I look at Nicobe Dean as another version of Devin Bush who's smaller, faster, moves around. And I'm not so sure pairing Devin Bush with a, with a guy that's more close to his skill set is the best answer because the Steelers, I think, need to get someone who's going to be bigger and more physical at the linebacker position if they're going to sit if they're going to play next to Devin Bush. Yeah, man. When you talked about Nicobe Dean, um, that's actually how I view him as well. I look at him as what we want Devin mm-hmm. Bush to be. Right. Unfortunately, Devin Bush is not that right now, mm-hmm. and that's why for me, even if we were to bring in a Nicobe Dean, I still don't hate the pick because, like I said if Devin Bush can develop and that's what it would look like in terms of the ability to cover man zone, the ability to rush blitz at a high level, play the run things that we thought Devin would be able to do, but we really haven't seen materialize to this point. But when I think of Devin Lloyd, he's the guy that I absolutely love in this linebacker uh, class right now. When you talk about a guy that has legitimate ability to cover, play the run, and rush the passer at a high level. And I'm not just talking about blitzing because any, I feel like right now, I mean, inside linebackers should be able to blitz and beat running backs. That's like a prerequisite. But you cut the tape on for Devin Lloyd and you watch him, he'll go out there and rush, and rush against left tackles. Yeah. And he's giving flamethrowers. He's yeah. giving speed, moves, mm-hmm. rush plan to mm-hmm. me. That's full package. That's when you're talking about Micah Parsons type conversations. Yeah. And that's what Devin Lloyd brings. Like you said, the 6'3, 235 frame. 
He's the prototypical new version of inside linebacker. You want guys that are long but can cover. We mm-hmm. the, the days of 250, 255 at inside are over. You yeah. need guys that can cover, but you at the same time, you want a guy that can create natural pressure. And that's what Devin brings to the table. So for me, if Devin Lloyd is available at 20, or I, I truly think you would have to move up a little bit to get him because of how talented he is, just right. depending on how this draft could fall, because we've seen it go. I mean, it could go either way with this thing, right? Whether all these quarterbacks are going early or these linebackers and defenders are going early. But Devin Lloyd is definitely a guy that if you can get your hands on him, you take him. Because I personally think that he's going to give you more instant impact than a lot of these other prospects. And when you talk about just, you know, what he can give you for long term, regardless of if he's coming in and playing, you know, mm-hmm. partners with Devin in terms of Devin Bush. And then, you know, a year or two from now, he actually takes over that. Mm-hmm. It's still on the plate. But at the same time, if Devin Bush does start to develop and does tap into that potential, well, now you have what you're talking about in terms of two different style of guys that can complement each other because one can do a couple of things different than the other guy can. But I think both of those guys could mesh really well. I agree, too. I mean, one, they're both named Devin. You have the Devin, Devin <laughs> linebackers. Crazy, right? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, but, I mean, we've seen teams succeed with dual lineba- off-ball yeah. linebackers working together. Yeah. I mean, look at the Buccaneers. You had yep. you had another Devin, Devin. What's up with yeah, Devin, know, man? Right? There's just Devin linebackers. That's, that's the linebacker name, man. <laughs> uh, it's just, it really is. But but uh, but Devin White and Levante David, yeah. they were mm-hmm. the core of that of yeah. that Buccaneers defense that was taking mm-hmm. things over because when you had to throw the ball down the middle of the field, they was in your way. When you had to run yeah. the ball, they was both in your way. And it was yeah. – I think that's what the Steelers are looking at. But yeah. let's say – Well, let's and I'll say, say Jeff- this too, Chris, though. I'll say this. There's another linebacker prospect as well. Okay. Um, well, actually, there's two more guys that I, I'm actually intrigued about that I could potentially see you pairing with Devin Bush. And maybe not so in the first round, but when you're that's talking that about second to, to third, second to fourth, two guys that jump off you know, my mind right now, I think of Chad Muma and I think of Channing Tindall, who's also Ooh, okay. playing next to Nicobe Dean. Right. Now, with Chad, Chad definitely is a rangy guy. I mean, you watch him at the mm-hmm. Senior Bowl, right, out of the University of Wyoming. Yes. You watch him at the Senior Bowl. You can see his coverage prowess. You can see how he's rangy and comfortable dropping in zone or man. I think for him, he has to get a little bit more physical against the run right. versus some of these bigger defenders. But I do think that that's something with a Brian Flores that you can accomplish. Now, when we're talking about Chan and Tindall, the big question with him is this, man. He's crazy athletic. Yeah. He plays with the insane burst. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a lot of tape on him because he was rotating down there with, with Quay, uh, with Quay um, Walker down there. Yes. So Quay you Walker. just ask yourself, man, if you were going to make him a full-time guy, how comfortable are you with him? But when I watch him, he has a ton of the prerequisites that I mm-hmm. look at to be a successful linebacker in terms of 6-2-2-30. He runs fast in terms of his straight line. You never worry about him turning down contact. He is extremely physical. Mm-hmm. And like I said, man, when you have a guy like him that, like I said, you you have the speed, you have the athletic ability, it's more so can you refine the skills? Can you teach the techniques? And when you have a guy like Brian Flores, who we know already has proven to be able to develop, to be able to get the most productivity out of guys who are less uh, gifted athletically, I just mm. asked myself, if I could pair Channing with a Brian Flores who can teach him how to play linebacker in the NFL from a, a, a skill standpoint, I think that he's another guy potentially could be a diamond in the rough. I, I think that's a very that's a very good pick. I, I looked at Channing Tindall, but I, I mm-hmm. think that their need at linebacker might, mm-hmm. you know, it might might. I was, I was thinking like, man, this this could be something yeah. that they need to address earlier. But mm-hmm. that's an idea that I mean, he is explosive. He does he does yeah. do, he is more physical in, 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 in that sense. But I was also mm-hmm. looking at some of the bigger body guys. You know, Chad Muma has yeah. the length. He's six foot three. Yes, right? he does. Mm-hmm. But Quay Walker has the length. 
and he also has he, he also has that pop to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Christian Harris, he's not as tall, but six two, but right. two thirty two, and at Alabama. Oh, yeah. He knows how to deal with the run. And he's I, physical. I think yes. He's very physical. And, and I think that's an element of the of whoever they get at linebacker this this year, whether or not that they're they're tall and they're rangy, they need to be mm-hmm. able to engage and disengage, shed those blocks. You'll yes. be able to deal with that contact mm-hmm. and keep the fight going. Another guy that rings out and he's smaller like Devin a little bit. You know, he looks smaller, but he plays a little bigger. Brian Asamoah out of Oklahoma. I thought mm-hmm. he, he looked, you know, I, I thought I was talking to guys. Uh, Mark Caboli was telling me just last week on the show how when he was looking at him in the senior bowl, he's like, he shouldn't be that small because he doesn't play that small when he moves. Right. looks huge. So <laughs> I, I think that you're right. There are certainly a lot of options. Devin Lloyd, if this, if he's sitting there at 20, the Steelers should march up to the podium yeah, and be like, get him. That's our man. We're, we're taking yeah. that guy. But you also got to be prepared for, you know what? If he's not there, have the Steelers always have those mm-hmm. contingency plans. It's like, hey, yeah. we'll get someone else. But I truly think in the first three to four rounds, mm-hmm. you could see the Steelers take a legitimate linebacker yes. who will become a quickly become a good contributor to this team if they can develop them right. And heck, they got those, you know, from what I understand, they should, they should still have Jerry Osovsky working. Mm-hmm. They'll have Brian Flores, Mike Tomlin, and Terrell Austin looking all over this. That's You'll have all defensive coaching that you want yeah. to improve while working alongside Devin Bush to to help make that make make that happen. I think that this this is a a very good class to get one of those guys in the first four rounds. I would agree, and like you said, man, you have so much versatility with that, right? Because if you're trying to just solely get Devin Bush's replacement, well, you mm-hmm. have those options. You could be super aggressive in this first round, but if you're trying to get somebody that plays next to him and potentially grows into his replacement well, you can do that too because this linebacker class especially the inside mm-hmm. linebacker spot they have a lot of talent they have some really intriguing pieces some players that like i said can make a difference for us right in the short and in the long term for this team absolutely and, and that's what you need here because you do want a guy that's going to impact this year but you're, ultimately you're drafting yeah. if you're drafting guys for this defense these mm-hmm. are guys that are going to be core pieces of what you're building moving forward correct you you, you got your core of TJ, Minka, Cam, and Cam won't be here too much longer. You know, he's probably got another, I'd say, two to three years of being the Cam Hayward that we that, that we know and love as this dominant. Man, superstar. they said that two years ago too. Remember that now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they, they said he was running out of time, and look at him still battling. Um, but you, you got him. You're hoping you get Stephon to it back. I, before we get to our next break, I want to yeah. ask you real quick, and I know this doesn't involve mm-hmm. linebackers. What's your outlook on on Stephon to it? Man, love to it. That's my guy. I mean, you know, we shared the locker room for four years. The, the, mm-hmm. the biggest question right now is this with him. I want to know where his heart is, man, because to me, man, when you think about everything that happened last year, right, obviously, you know, him losing his brother tragically before the season started, then having the surgery. And from there, it was this big mystery. It was this big question mark. Where is he? You know, the, the surgery wasn't to the extent where we thought that he would never be able to return. In fact, we didn't even hear about the surgery until after he was already placed on injury reserve. So it's like, where is he mentally? Where is he emotionally? Because if his heart isn't currently in football right now, and that's okay because everybody grieves at different places. It takes people longer or shorter. It's no rhyme or reason with it. But in the nature of this business, the time does matter because you can't go another season with his contract and not knowing if he's going to be available to you or not. So I think right now, my biggest thing would be open up the phone, you know, pick up the phone and just have a conversation heart to heart and say, hey, we know free agency starts in a couple of weeks. I need to know, you know, whether you set that deadline a week before free agency or whenever we want to set it. But I think that's a conversation that you need to have, because if he is going to come back, well, then, yeah, D-line isn't as much of an issue anymore. You're not as concerned about addressing that. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about going into next season, 
and we don't have a Stefan to it, well, we're going to need to upgrade because yep. Isaiah Laudermick is a good player. Chris Wormley is a good player, but they aren't to Stefan to its level. No. And when you don't have that type of guy out there, your defense is hurt. Your defense is affected. And we saw that firsthand last year. Exactly. And, and they can't afford that this year. And mm-hmm. that you're like, you're right. That, that out, that changes the whole outlook on this class. Yeah. And then you're looking at, should we get Jordan Davis? Should you see we what get- I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Travis Jones. He's another guy. Like, Travis Jones is take, another guy. Uh, do we take a guy, a bigger body D lineman that we know can, you know, give us some of the stuff that Tua was giving us because he is that good of a player, but in the nature of the NFL and the nature of this business and how competitive along with the financial mm-hmm. element Mm-hmm. This is the unfortunate, messy part about it where feelings and emotions kind of get pushed to the side because of the overall goal at the end, but in how the different ways of how it's impacted when you talk about contracts. So it's like I said, it's unfortunate that we're having to do this and have these conversations, but that's the nature of the business. That certainly is. It's one of the tough questions. Yeah. We will keep you updated with all the Stefan Tuit news uh, that, that, that we can that we can get here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. So. Don't forget, don't think we forgot, it is Mock Draft Monday. We do have a winner, and we're going to get Arthur Motes grading your picks, who, dear, dear winner. We'll talk about who won um, right after this next break. But first, I got to talk to you guys about betonline.net. Of course, betonline, you know, that's the place where you got to go to put down some money so you can win some bread Talk well, looking at some sports. Football season may be over, but basketball is full steam ahead in both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline reigns the best sports, best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news all season long. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to every, to every sport that's available that you could put money down on. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at betonline.net, where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here on Monday's episode with Arthur Motes, former Steeler, current guy that everybody loves to steal the nation as a guy who works steel nation radio and so many other hats that he wears uh moats before we get to mock draft monday i gotta ask you so we've been doing this thing with our guests lately mm-hmm. um we have different hype trains that have been built up for okay free agent quarterbacks or quarterbacks period just the quarterback that you think should be the quarterback of the steelers next year now yeah officially on the, now there's been several people online that have posed their ideas and the ideas we're going for alliteration we're going for funny names uh, but I'm I've been keeping track of the of our guests and who they suggest. So far, we have the Trubisky train offered by Tony Serino. We have the Wentz wagon from oh. uh, Mark Caboli. He's a he's a Carson Wentz guy. And then Jenna Harner okay. just just on Friday introduced a new one, the Jameis Winston Jeep Wranglers. She went for double alliteration for JWJW, and okay, I was like, okay. that's that's creative. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you now, are you on any of those hype trains or are you about to build a hype train of your own? Oh, man. So listen, all of those trains sound awesome. <laughs> all of those trains sound very fun. But at the same time, I feel like all those trains have flaws in some part of their, you know, makeup, <laughs> some part of their their fundamentals. And, and I personally don't want to ride a train that would potentially fall off the tracks. So call on that. <laughs> So for me, for me, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, I'm on the Money Malik Willis train. How about Whoa! that? Okay, that, 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 that's okay. that's where I'm gonna roll with Money Malik Willis. And the reason I say he's money is because when you know 
when we're talking about quarterback playing in the NFL, what have we seen, right? We've seen the guys that thrive are the ones that can make plays off tempo, off schedule, can, you know, start to have that creative ability when a play breaks down. Malik mm -hmm. Willis has that. That's the baseline that he brings to the table more than any other quarterback in this draft and more than any of these quarterbacks that we're talking about potentially being able to realistically acquire. And the reason I say realistically, because we know when you start talking to some of these quarterbacks, oh man, what about a Deshaun Watts? What about a Colin or Russell Wilson? It's like, come on now. As much as it's fun to talk about, we know at the end of the day, the Steelers, that's just not in their makeup right now. But Malik Willis, he runs like that. He's the type of guy that, hey, when you have an O-line that is questionable, like we've seen from the past you know, year to two years, realistically, here in Pittsburgh, he can escape. He can make something out of nothing. His legs are proven. He showed that not just at Liberty, but then he went to the Senior Bowl where the competition is supposed to be the best of the best. So you couldn't use the excuse of him playing against lesser competition. He still went out there and shined. But also... We know he has a cannon for a he arm, does have a, cannon. a cannon. Now, when I think of that, we understand the comparisons that people have thrown out there in terms of Michael Vick. I throw out Marcus Vick. I, I don't want to put him in the Michael Vick category. <laughs> I say you, you're more the younger brother, but it's cool. But what I would say is this. I do think that, you know, in terms of refinement, cleaning up his footwork, I think cleans up his accuracy way faster. Mm. And that is something that I've already seen coach Mike Sullivan do yes, in terms of Dwayne Haskins. Right because on. when I think of Dwayne Haskins, when I watched this tape in Washington, his footwork was wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Some of the ways that he would jump, some of the ways that he was throwing off his back foot, crossing mm -hmm. over in the pocket, just wasn't good mechanics. But you watch him in this preseason, this past season, and his mechanics were clean. His footwork was sharp and crisp. And that's where we saw a lot more consistency with his ball placement. I personally think that, hey, if Mike Sullivan could do that with a Dwayne Haskins, why can't he do the same exact thing with a, a Malik Willis? And, My goodness. And, and that's the part where I say if he can tap into that, along with this athletic ability that is game-changing, jumps off the screen already, now you potentially have something dangerous. Now you have the new version of the prototype quarterback in the NFL. So that's why I'm on the money Malik Willis train, baby. All right. So the only thing I have to say about this, everything you said mm -hmm. makes sense. And also, Mike Sullivan, yeah. you're absolutely right. He, he's definitely mm -hmm. sharpening up those mechanics, and the Steelers are, yeah. are getting paid dividends. But mm -hmm. we, I, I got to say, your name, the Money Malik Willis trade, we need, we need the alliteration of, an, of, a, of a, a, a vehicle that either has oh, – okay. Like a vehicle that starts with because that's my that's my one rule is oh, that you're okay. like the it's a it's a jeep it's a wagon okay, it's a train okay, okay, something okay. so it can so it can be the the Willis Winnebago it could oh, be no 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 the no, Malik no. motorcycle no 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 can I kind of call it Maserati Malik can Whoa, I call it there we go yeah yeah because, because listen listen nothing about his play is basic nothing about his play is Winnebago nothing about his play is Mercedes Benz like now nah, we talking foreign engineering we talking exquisite customized we talking when when he get up out of that thing when you know when he gets to running with that thing looks like that's acceleration that's horsepower Man. that's a maserati baby so we're gonna call him maserati malik then all right <laughs> that's a, that's the best name that's the, that's, I, think you're, I think you're names now we're gonna put the i did funny enough if you if you guys saw it on my twitter if you haven't i did a poll off based off of all three of those names so far of the poll we had 951 voters trubisky yeah. train beat out one with 44.9 percent second place was Jameis winston jeep wranglers and Wentz wagon came in last with 13 percent but malik maserati or maserati malik maserati malik man throw him out there man i'm gonna put that out there soon that's gonna be good. all right 
I have wasted enough time. I know some listeners are out there like, get the whole one mock draft Monday. So oh, that's right. That's right. right that's right. So, okay. I got to do some quick changes here on YouTube to make sure this works. So, bang, mm-hmm. we're getting rid of that. And then, bang, congratulations to this week's winner on Mock Draft Monday, which you know you can submit your votes any point yeah. in time to the uh, Locked On Steelers Facebook group. You can also push it on Twitter. It's just easier for me to put them all in one place if you put them in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. But this week's winner was none other than Carrie Branch. Congratulations. You have won Mock Draft Monday this week. Carrie did a great job picking things, and you picked a linebacker with your first pick, which is, uh, you know, which was, uh, I thought, played great into what we're talking about in this show. But Motes, she started off with Devin Lloyd at 20. Now, I don't know how realistic it is that Devin Lloyd will yeah. fall, but like you said, we have seen years where guys have just fallen down. We're like, how did yeah. they get down into the 20s? How did they get mm-hmm. down as far as they did? I mean, Michael Parsons, even though he went 12th overall, everyone was like, that guy should be top five. What are we, what yeah, are we doing? Absolutely. And I don't think that there's nearly as much hype around Devin Lloyd this year. And maybe it's just because he, you know, he has maybe that'll change when we see people run at the combine this week. That's exactly. A whole, that, that, that's when, when he goes up there and runs at this combine, everybody we talk about him a lot more than he, he, yeah. he might not be. But right now, as of now, uh, Carrie did a really good job going and getting him. If he's sitting there, she did exactly what he said, march to the podium and draft mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah, without a doubt. So for me, man, I love the Devin Lloyd pick. I personally, like I said, I don't think he's there at 20. I think we have to move up if we get him. But if he's there at 20, yes, you sprint. You don't walk. You don't march. You sprint and you go get him. But I'm also liking, you know, as I look more into her uh, into these picks, man, the, the one yeah. that jumps off to me is in the third round. Ooh. Sky Moore. Oh, I laughed to myself. Now, 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 you know, you you being the pit guy over here, yes, I had to remind myself. Hey. I said, huh, where, where have I heard this name before? Where, where have I seen <laughs> this guy before? This crushing pit. Oh. I, I, oh, oh. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, that, Wait, that guy. If said, Western he's, he's, Michigan, if they just found a way to win that game, most, they would have had one loss this season. They might have been in the play. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm totally over it. I, I, just, I, just I, a little bit. Just a little bit. It's yeah, all good. I, just, and that, this isn't even about pit winning. This would have been I personally could have gone to the college football yeah. playoffs to cover them that would have been amazing but I could all dig aside, it. uh the, the the next two picks uh and by the way carrie explained that she traded back two yeah. spots with the mm-hmm. raiders to get this pick and she picked up a fourth yeah. and a fifth round pick good mm-hmm. trade by the way we do we do we are open to trades here when we do yeah, the mock like monday contest mm-hmm. but i wanted to look at this travis jones second round pick you talked mm-hmm. about it whether yeah. or not stefan two is back that's like that's like a that's like a jay wobble you put him i, I don't care if they're if you oh, slap yeah. him between them or if he's starting on his own that's a dude mm-hmm. I think that they can get behind. And he has really big size, too. 6'5", 333, I believe it is. I mean, he is a dude with positional flexibility. But when you watch him rush the passer, yeah. he rushes He's like a madman. I mean, violent hands, man. And, and that's the thing that I think separates him from a Jordan Davis. I think Jordan is more just he wins with his size. He wins mm-hmm. when he gets that engine rolling and just, you know, he's a freight train. But Travis has the ability to bull rush. He has the ability to swim you. You also can notice how they like to use him in games with the uh, with the ends, the DNs Mm -hmm. and stuff in terms of him twisting and looping just to show off his athletic ability. I mean, for a guy to be that big and to be able to pass rush and and loop and and be that type of guy, not just always a penetrator. Like when I think of Jordan Davis in terms of the games, Mm -hmm. he's always the penetrator. He's always the first guy. So if you're offensive line. You can kind of make a plan around that. You know, if there's going to be any type of action, he has to initiate it. Travis has the flexibility where he can be the penetrator or the looper, and that just adds another element to his game. So for me, man, I like him a lot, and I think he's very fundamentally sound. You watch his hand placement. He fires off always with good pad level, nice inside hands. I think Mm -hmm. Jordan Davis, at times when he gets tired, he plays really high. 
Yeah. And that's some of the reasons why he gets controlled or not as dominant as he can be. Whereas I think Travis has a little bit better conditioning. So he's able to play a lot more snaps than the Jordan Davis as well. Mm -hmm. And like I say, he's just more consistent playing and play out. I think the biggest knock on him right now is that he played at UConn. And it's just like, <laughs> man, <laughs> it's like you, you, you kind of, I mean, you, you, you were a guy's basketball school. Now you're yeah. more, you know, just a woman's basketball school. But yeah. I think that's the biggest knock on him. But other than that, man, I, I definitely think, you know, if you're getting Travis in the second, that's a high value pick. And especially when you're talking about just the D-line right now, right? We know with Tyson yeah. Aluwalu, mm -hmm. he's older. I mean, he mm -hmm. came when I came in. And I know I've been retired for a couple of years now. He's still held him down for that 2010 class. I love him. That's my guy. But I'm like, man, I do not fault you. I don't, I'm not jealous. I don't want no parts of that. Man. I want no parts. <laughs> but, but eventually you're going to need to do what? You're going to eventually need to have a guy that can come in here and take over because we saw even with him last year getting hurt. I mean, that killed us in a sense, you know? So with Travis, I just think that he brings a lot to the table. So I definitely like that pick a lot. That's a really good value. That's a really good value. That's again why yeah. carry one carry one for me because you got mm -hmm. Devin, Travis, and Sky Moore. You know, I, yeah. I know we just talked about him, but here's the other thing. Sky Moore, mm -hmm. and there's a few more things to this. This yeah. guy didn't just beat Pitt, but he's he's from here. He went to Shady Side Academy, Ooh, played there, okay. and he caught passes from Mike Tomlin's son. Uh, so, like, yeah, right. You see his face there amongst me. If you watch it on YouTube, you just gotta, So, like, there's some there's there's some tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. If anybody that knows the Steelers, if you have a brother. If you have a dad, yeah. if you have a cousin, anybody uh -huh. that has any type of relation to the team, you're getting drafted. You, you, so, you, I'm, I'm, you know, so so Sky Moore, the fact that he has a connection with Coach Tomlin's son, yeah, go ahead and bookmark him. In fact, I, I have to dock you because you don't have Connor Hayward up here as well. I think he's another guy that's, that's going to get picked. That, that's just, the just, one. Just because. Carrie, you almost cost yourself a win <laughs> you because everybody in their in their right minds should have Connor Hayward, just seventh round pick. <laughs> you know he's, he's always there. He's in every mock draft machine. He will be there in the seventh round. You just got to pick it him. Doesn't, it doesn't matter why. We just know. Coach Tomlin and the Steelers love bloodlines. They love pedigree. There's a reason why we always promote the fact that we have Edmund brothers, Watt brothers. Three we, Edmonds we, and two you know we, we, we've had we had Vince Williams and his brother at a time. Think I about forgot. this. We, yeah. he, even even Carlos Davis and Khalil did. We've yeah, had both yeah, of those had. guys here. Jeez. Come on now. Uh, like, we, they are, we, they are a team of brothers. Like, we put a premium on that, man. In fact, I'm mad that you're not my brother. You could have been in the league with me. We could have been over there together. Just what was because. I doing? I, listen, I'd like to like I'm, I'd like to make some NFL money, even if it was for a year, man. I wouldn't take that. I don't know what I would. I might have to play fullback because like I, I'm not that fast. Uh, but all right, let's let's get to the rest of these picks real quick. Uh, just summing 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 up some of these yeah. later ones. I thought was these are also good. Mm -hmm. If you don't get the offensive line early, that means you're—I well, mean, you're yes. planning on the Steelers mm -hmm. going and getting those guys in free agency. But you yeah. still want some young, some young legs mm -hmm. to join this. They get Dylan. Well, Parham, I'm glad you Parham. said that too. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you said that about. Mm -hmm. Right, just because they—they're the other thing is that the Steelers—they do have young linemen on the team right now. Dan Moore mm -hmm. Jr. is going to be part of this. Kevin Dotson is going to be part of this. Kendrick Green, I don't think that they're giving up on him in the least. Right. But they want to add new bodies. I can see them mm -hmm. signing a tackle and a center in in, in in free agency, and then in the draft, it's like, hey. Let's figure out guard, tackle. Let's address that. And uh, and th all three were addressed, guard, center, and tackle here. Dylan Parham out yeah. of Memphis. Um, Parham, more of a quicker guy, kind of like Kendrick Green. Mm -hmm moves he can get around but he's not going to be you know he's not gonna be big and strong and tough to, to blow people up but still you can work that with him you can say hey if we can get you to this level you're you're worth the fourth round pick and then cordell volson um offense offensive tackle i you know out of north dakota state 
bit, he is a bigger guy. And as an offensive yes. tackle, he, he's the mm-hmm. potential guy that you can work to being a right tackle. Yes. Heck, you got a fourth round to get your left tackle last year. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a fourth round to get your right tackle this year. And he's the kind of guy that if you're wanting to become a run-dominant team, he could be part of that. And then I also like the idea of going and getting a Rashad White out of Arizona State. Not that Rashad White's uh, like, you know, a, a, a superstar running back that's going to take over for Najee Harris, but you need a number two. And I yes. think they've seen enough of Benny Snell to say eh, that experiment's gone on long enough. Yeah. This guy's uh, this guy's quicker. This guy has good hands. He can catch the ball. He has good mm-hmm. vision. You're, th- that's the kind of level that he can bring and say, hey, you know, if you want to spell Najee Harris, this guy gives you an option there. So I like yeah. that. And then go back to center, Kentucky, Luke Fortner. I-, I-, I thought that wasn't a bad pick. They finish out with Jack Cohn, quarterback of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which that's just a camp arm right there to say yeah. we got one. And then uh, cornerback Zion McCollum. Out of uh, uh, I was having a hard time reading because this real slow. Sam, Sam Houston, Houston State, right? State. There yeah. we go. Sam Houston State. I had a hard time squinting my eyes to see it to see that uh, there. But Moats, your thoughts on this class as a whole that Carrie put together? No, I like this class a lot. Um, I do like the fact that she traded back to get an additional pick. Um, in those middle rounds, when you talk about getting Dylan Parm, I mean, mm-hmm. he's a guy that I think they I've seen him already compared to a guy like Andy Levitri. Now he's a guy I played with in Buffalo mm-hmm. who was also a little bit shorter, not the biggest body, but fundamentally sound. And when you watch Dylan. He plays in a similar vein, very right. fundamentally sound, nice hand placement. Now, could he refine some of his technique? Of course. Absolutely. But when you're getting to the middle and back part of the draft, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for guys that have something about them that stands out, but you know they're going to still be a work in progress. So I do like that. And in terms of you know bringing an extra running back, because that was the other part for me where I said, man, who do you bring in? How do you address that? I don't hate that pick as well, because once again, where are we at with Benny Snell? Where are we even at with Kalen Balaj? We've yep. had high expectations for them for various reasons, but they never really lived up to them. And Anthony McFarland, he isn't really a, you know, split carries with Najee or, or really get him more involved. He's still more of your scat back, but he hasn't really developed either. So once again, I definitely like the fact that she's addressing that and bringing in another guy that we at least think can give us a little bit more productivity out of it right there. So no, I like this. I like this a lot, man. Yeah, I, I like it too. That's why I picked it. And there were, there, listen, I, I want to say this to everyone because some people get mad when their picks don't get picked. Like my picks are better than that. Listen, everybody it's, it's a got. Draft. It's, 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 it's a, a good. Draft. This is a good draft. Yeah. There's always going to be good drafts every year. Mm-hmm. I just I, last year yeah. I did a lot of Najee Harris drafts, and people were like, "Why are you picking yeah. the Najee Harris drafts?" I was like, "Cause I knew they were gonna pick them." Um, Very you know, true. But, but this year I'm, try, I'm trying to spread it out. We've had different picks each week. I want to make sure that oh, we're talking oh, about wait, 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 wait. Well, you know what, Chris? I forgot. I do got to have another grievance with uh, with oh, this pick. Oh, you know why? Okay. What's up? I'm a James Madison University guy. Oh. Uh, and this year, JMU lost in the semifinals once again to mm. North Dakota State. Mm. So I've made it my goal, my my, my my whole offseason. I don't want to draft any North Dakota State players. <laughs> so the fact that you got a North Dakota State player up here in the fourth round, it just rubs me the wrong way. So, you know, I just had to get that off my chest, all right? I don't share the same sentiments like, like the pit people where it's like, oh, Scott Moore cooked this, let's bring in Scott. James Washington cooked this, let's bring in James. Mason Rudolph cooks, bring in Mason. No, 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 no. I'm not get him like out. that. If you cook me, I don't want them over here on my team, okay? So get them up out of here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, uh, but 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 I feel you with Tal because there's some guys I'm like, you know what? I'm just, let's see. I, I I okay. Funny story. And this this is this is it. Um, before let me also switch back so we can get back to our normal little views here. 
There we go. And that and that. Okay, there we go. But um, uh, that was the whole reason. Dwayne Wade was my favorite basketball player for years when uh, he was in the NBA. But why was he my favorite basketball player? Because he broke my my heart, man. He almost <laughs> that's how mad I, I, I almost dropped the F-bomb on camera. That's how mad I was. Because I was – imagine eighth grade Chris Carter. I love pit basketball. I'm, yeah. I'm watching him. And this was the year, Brandon Knight. So that played – Mm-hmm. This is 2003. This is the 2003, and they're in the Sweet so, 16. Okay, is that Dewan Blair and them or no? No, no, that was 2009. No, that's, that's, that's a was, I, okay. Okay, don't, don't bring up that pain with Scotty Reynolds, please. That's, that okay. hurts too. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm a lot. sorry, I'm sorry. But but in 2003, they're in the Sweet 16. This is their best team. They've got, they've got everything lined up this year, mm-hmm. and they're going up against Marquette. And I'm like, who cares about Marquette? They're going to beat them and make the Elite Eight for the first time ever. Yeah. And this one dude is just beating them and just cutting them up, dunking on them, hitting threes. And I'm just like, who is this one man they can't stop? And then they get they lose to this team. And like, if this one man, this check the notes, Dwayne Wade, if he's not like one of the greatest guards of all time after this, I'm gonna hate Pitt forever and I'm gonna just disavow them. Then it turned out he was Dwayne Wade, and I was in eighth, eighth grade, he didn't yeah. know anything. And then I was like, oh, yeah, oh, and then he, and then and he, he was one of the eight. greatest guards of all time, and he was one of the greatest <laughs> guards of all time. So then we made it to the NBA. I was like, I like this guy, he's pretty cool. He may have crushed my heart when I was in eighth, when I was in eighth grade, but I love him now. And so uh, that was my Dwayne Wade story, but anyway, so we operate. That's funny, different. man, but, that is funny, yeah. but but most thank you so much for coming on the Locked On Steelers podcast. You are always a pleasure to have here. You're a wealth of knowledge, experience from your time being a Pittsburgh Steeler. We always appreciate when you have people here. Let people can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, no doubt. And first off, Chris, you know, I always love being able to chat with you, man, because you're my <laughs> guy, man. It's always a blast when we get to yes, chop sir. it up. But yeah, man, I'm on all social media platforms at Dubbody52, wherever you're finding that at. And then also, if you're looking for my work um, in terms of podcasts, uh, more of yes, my personal stuff, go to my YouTube page. I'm um, just Arthur Motes. Type it in. It'll take you there and you'll see all the good stuff that's uh, going on from a content creation perspective there you go. as well, man. But you know, just living that good life, man. Always good to see your face, man. Same here, man. It's so great to have Arthur here. He's uh, we always have a great time talking here, and, and let it, and, and thank and thank you. Do check out all his work. He does amazing stuff on 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 his with his content. Him and Deke, they put out great content all the time. I I watch it. I learn from it when when he when he's talking. And of course, you can always I listen. Appreciate to, you, man. You, you can also listen. Th- thank you. Thank you. Absolutely, S N R. You know that. Steeler yeah. Nation Radio and that, him, him and Wes yeah. every, all the time they always bring me on on Mondays and so yeah. if you if you watching this in the morning be prepared because you be oh, just just stay on just stay on absolutely turn on turn on Steeler Nation Radio it's gonna it's <laughs> gonna be there so thanks again uh, Moats for coming on but you're always a joy to have on the show I'm Chris Carter your host of Locked On Steelers you can find this podcast on Apple Spotify Google Podcasts Odyssey and YouTube like this video if you enjoyed it on YouTube subscribe to our channel for more of our great content we have amazing guests like. Arthur Motes. If you want to help out the show even further, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. When you do both at the same time, you get a special shout at the end of the show, like this person who gave a five-star review recently, called Young Champ Six, who says, Locked On, literally. This podcast is amazing. I'm Being an Ohio-based Steelers fan, literally 35 minutes away from Cleveland, I don't have the luxury of quote-unquote staying in the know. With it being a daily podcast, I'm in the loop on everything Steelers-related, even in the offseason. Chris is very knowledgeable and knows his stuff. Thank you. Go Steelers. Here we go. DeAndre. Thank you, DeAndre, for your for your, for your, for your that, that, that's a wonderful five-star review, and like that, that stuff really helps us out. So if you want to help us out, give a five-star review like that with a positive comment. You get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks again to Motes for joining us today. I'll be back tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.